0: Uh huh. Uh uh-huh. oh. Yeah. Gonna I'm already dead.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, already dead. You're listening to the iZombie Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. Zombie. My name is Robin. And I only speak in one language. And I wear white socks.
0: <laughs> well, my name is Stephanie. Podcasters are real. There's one everywhere I go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so many I mean, podcasts. What, is
0: what was the thing about the Americans wear white socks? Like, is this like the like the stereotypical tourist? Wearing the long white socks and the shorts and
1: the... I guess. But then I started thinking like, oh, maybe like Europeans are cool and they wear like dark green and black and brown socks. Maybe they don't wear socks at all. Yeah. I'm like, I always wear white socks. Is there a problem with that? (laughs) Like nobody sees my socks anyway. They're underneath my pants and my, in my shoe. (laughs) Uh, That's why I haven't gone and gotten designs. Anyway, uh... We should get started here on this episode, uh, "Eda and Evil." We we actually are recording this a little earlier in the day than usual. So, folks, if you've gotten feedback in late and you didn't see my messages on Twitter and Facebook, we apologize, but uh, we had a chance to record a little earlier, and we're doing it. <laughs> so, um, I don't have any news either. I think the ratings were just about the same, and there's nothing really. There's no big announcements. It looked like um, our friend Cheyenne got to meet uh, Rose and Raul and David Anders at the uh, Telford Fan Zone. I guess it was a lot of... I saw a lot of pictures coming from that. So... Uh, what was that? Telford Fan Zone. It's like a Comic-Con of sorts in um, England, I believe. Oh, okay. So, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh I see yeah I saw that Ravi is at The big cat sanctuary
1: <laughs> Yeah Rose was there too I think they were all just Kind of hanging out with each other um, But uh, Yeah there's some funny videos posted online Of that Of Rose not being afraid of a lion and Raul being very very much afraid of a lion I think I'd be very Very much afraid of a lion myself so
0: Yeah Oh uh, the Our lion at our zoo it's like not Close to like it's you can't get close to it at all, and I've never heard it roar until recently, and that's a very like you can feel it in your bones that oh, wow. roar of that. Yeah. Does it
1: Does it sound like
0: whoa, uh, 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 oh, whoa, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 oh? No, it doesn't sound like Katy Perry.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. <laughs> uh, written by uh, John Bellina, his very first episode. I'm really hoping we get him for a little interview this weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a writers' room assistant, and um, and and got to actually um, um, write an episode. I, I I hope to actually discuss with him, like you know what a writer's assistant does and also what it's like to just have your own episode. That's gotta be amazing, you know, to just write something and then have people act it out and it's on TV. That's gotta be crazy. Amazing. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For it to be like in your head and then it to be in front of your eyes. Yeah. That's got to be awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just to see what people do with it, you know? Um, I, I, and
0: how different it is the way you imagine it and how they,
1: yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you straight up, what are your thoughts on Jackass?
0: (laughs) Okay. I remember this whole thing. I remember all the movies. I remember Uh it being on MTV for a million years. Uh I never cared anything about it. I think today (laughs) I would be really repulsed Mm -hmm. and disgusted and offended and – but – Johnny Knoxville is
1: hot. I
0: can't <laughs> help it. I like Johnny Knoxville is- as an actor. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville is very attractive to me. I can't help it. <laughs> I yeah. wish he wasn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I remember getting into this because it was so funny, and I don't know. There's just something very bro-ish to be about, like laughing at, uh, like like when they beat on whatever their little I. Th- Little friend was, I forget what these casts this cast was. I remember Steve O. Steve O is a guy that was constantly harming himself and running Mm -hmm. around in a Speedo. Um, I think uh, our Finvincible guy is kind of based on uh, like a mix between Johnny Knoxville and Steve O. Um, Yeah, I remember like being grossed out by some of the stuff they did, but also like laughing at some of the pranks that they did. And you know, some of it's still really funny but um man it's it, in this episode it was uh it, some of it was kind of tough to watch it, you know some of it comes off like bullying, you know, oh
0: definitely yeah uh, yeah this what's his name you' what is his name invincible
1: finn
0: finn finn invincible
1: yeah,
0: oh my God, what an asshole, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, good.
1: Yeah, I was not a fan of him at all.
0: What a terrible human being! (laughs) (laughs) Can we cuss on this episode, Robin?
1: I think we should. He is an asshole. Sorry if we got kids in the car. Um, so let's get started with the case here. Uh, So he's there, ready to win his uh, first love, Taryn, back. Because they have some sort of failed date on a hayride. So he's decided that he's going to bring a camera crew to her front door, upset her marriage, and uh, do something involving hay with her with a stunt to impress her, I guess. Probably n- doesn't care at all about this girl. Probably just wants YouTube hits. Uh, uh-huh. So his group is called Stunted Growth, which <laughs> is uh, apt. Um and uh yeah, we have a very committed performance by uh the actor uh Robert Richard. I wanted to give him a shout out on the, the podcast because uh I'm sure he's not this bad, but boy, you just wanna punch him in the face when he's up in the up in the camera and later when after the prank he pulls on his uh buddy Rudy and uh-huh. he's up in the camera and he's like sticking his tongue out and waving at it all, all I just wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah uh, I saw
0: that he has like Seven upcoming uh, Projects oh, yeah? on IMDB Yeah he's he's a busy Actor
1: uh, Veronica Mars fans Might remember him from season 3 He played uh, Mason One of the college kids there He was involved in a couple of plots It was like, in oh, maybe okay. like six episodes He was also in Coach Carter He played uh, Samuel L. Jackson's Son in that movie so, uh, after he uh, taps his buddy Rudy in the nuts, there's some ball tagging in this episode. There is there's some ball tagging. There's a lot of it. As soon as he did that, I was like, oh, Rudy's going to kill him. <laughs> like, there's a, there's some things... Like, Rudy... You,
0: yeah, Rudy has taken a lot of abuse.
1: Yeah. And there's just, like, some, some things you only put up with for so long. And if this guy has been hitting the nuts, like, at... You know, it's like a gag on the show that he gets hit in the nuts, and I guess later he sh- he's like, "Hey, listen, I got a I got a cup on it's a it's an act," you know. But still, it's humiliation either way. Whether you're feeling mm-hmm. pain or whatever, you know, millions of people we find out are watching this show, so millions of people think he's the biggest stooge in the world.
0: And I just wonder how many times did he get tapped in the nuts before he decided to start wearing a cup all the
1: time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, a l- little bit of trivia. We've, I mentioned it on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. Uh, um, John Bellina is, uh, the guy that writes a lot of the titles, the, the punny titles at the beginning. Oh, of the he's act. the
0: punster.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> when, um, when I think, for it was one of the jackass guys, um, Stunted growth guys, I should say Said to um, Finn, you gonna make like hay And bail?" <laughs> I was like, yep, there it is <laughs> First pun out of the gate, here we go <laughs> And, uh, yeah uh, If you really hate this guy This character, you get to see him uh, Jump a bike through a flaming hoop Wearing a hay suit And burning to death in falling to the ground screaming just so.
0: quickly just go up in flames
1: yeah
0: and another reason that this is so di- it's just just disturbing it's <laughs> disturbing to me because you know I work in a level one trauma hospital and uh-huh. we have a burn unit and it's just oh it's like burns are serious man yeah <laughs> it's just disturbing
1: so at the crime scene we find out that Ravi is of course a fan. <laughs> Of course
0: of course, really <laughs> I don't know. And he's
1: a fan of magic so I mean you know it's I guess he just likes crawling around YouTube looking at videos you know.
0: yeah I mean I guess there's because you know like even now like I feel like the successor of the jackass Empire it, it's it's morphed into Tosh point O.
1: All right. Okay.
0: And I hate that show. My husband loves it. Oh, oh, guess what? There's a new Tosh on.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: great. You know. So I think that in most males there is this primal thing that just wants to see people get hurt and do stupid stuff.
1: Oh yeah. So okay.
0: I guess I guess I buy. I mean,
1: I think it's, uh, you know, rooted in a lot of people. I mean, that's why America's Funniest Home Videos was such a, you know, blockbuster so success. True. Because people still, got hit nuts a lot on that show.
0: It's still a success. It's still going. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I think probably the male portion of the audience really leans into some of the cruel, like, just shocking stuff that happens on these jackass shows. Um People get like hurt, and you know, have pranks played on them, or whatever. Um, So, uh, so we have Rudy Poo here. Uh, Rudy Poo is actually um, a term made up by The Rock during his wrestling days, and I guess when he said Rudy Poo on on during wrestling, it was basically code for piece of shit. You're a Rudy Pooh. You're a piece of shit.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, Rudy, uh, we find out he's putting on an act here about the switch of the suits. And um, they say they're going to bring in the co-stars. And Ravi says, who's hungry for some barbecue? (laughs) (laughs) And at first, I think that's like, I'm like, ugh. Gross, like he's making a joke because of the dead body. But I also was like, maybe he's just hungry for some barbecue, and subconsciously, just the smell of burning flesh gave him the idea. <laughs> and he's not putting it together. <laughs> uh, so, so we see the brain prep, and uh, unlike uh, Choo Choo whistles last week, we hear lots of crunchy guitars and this thing. Um. And And she
0: just like, uh, just like didn't, usually she takes care of the brain, you mm -hmm. know, and then she just slopped it around and threw some, some kind of, I don't even know, some Cajun.
1: I think it was like chili powder of some sort. Yeah. I was wondering what the deal is with, with this brain, but then I thought, oh, she didn't actually mean like when she pours that chili powder, all that chili powder, like the top comes off into the pan. So that's just a classic prank right there. Like, if you ever go to a diner, oh. you leave the sugar shaker, like, not even screwed on, but just, like, sitting on the top. So when the next person, like, pours themselves some sugar into their coffee, just <sighs> all the sugar comes out.
0: Yeah. Are you saying, have I ever done that?
1: No, I know you I mean, haven't. you're
0: saying, <laughs> yeah, like, no. Salt I'm a shakers you do being. that with. Okay.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, so Clive, uh, is watching these, uh, Growth guys in the interrogation room, like, beating on each other, and, uh, tells Liv that they swiped a taser, and one of them got zapped in the face. And then he notices that they took his red stapler.
0: (laughs) Oh, this red stapler from the pallet! Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, of course they pointed out on Twitter, zombie writers pointed out that uh, Liv is actually the first person to steal that stapler, <laughs> and she goes in. And it looks like she's going to stop them from being idiots, but then all of a sudden staples herself in the head <laughs> several times.
0: <laughs> I mean, she's the king because she's a zombie and she doesn't. She yes, can heal fast. Exactly. It's like it's not a yeah. So she can outdo them.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, they. Clive sits them all down and I actually called I think the guy's called the guy's name is Rooster, but I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy uh volume two recently, so I called him Taser because <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause he's got this just like gross taser thing just hanging out of his face rather than taking it out. He just leaves <gasps> it in there.
0: Oh, I was wondering what that was. I was like, is that a fish hook in his face?
1: No. Because The police have that, those tasers that are not like the hand tasers. I guess they have those too, but the ones where you can shoot somebody with the taser from a distance and the wires come shooting out. Yeah. So he, so Libs has got taser face, his tongue down on the table, and looks like she's about to staple. And it's funny because, uh, I don't know about your CW station, but mine, um, like the whole like bottom right hand of the screen was taken up by an ad for the 100. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's very frustrating like what is going on there? Can't they, you know, can't the CW know that this is not the time to put this logo up in in you know, when there's action actually happening at the lower right hand side of the screen? They don't care. Yeah, yeah. So Clive stops it before it happens, and uh, it's just not not impressed at all. These guys are just like "ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho" and party, party, party. When um, their friend just died,
0: yeah, they came from his wake and they're drunk. Yeah, and one of them has a what's it called? Flask. Flask. That's yeah. the word.
1: <laughs> so they say that everybody hates Finn. It could have been the, the murderer. Could have been anybody. Um, But they mentioned something about a camera guy called Kong But they can't say anything about it because they signed a non-disclosure agreement So they go to visit Kong, who is filming uh, Floyd Barakis' campaign commercial Which is kind of creepy I can see why he's losing the the, the election so far The losing in in the polls, he's down like 10% or something uh huh. Because he like finishes the his little speech and with a little wink to the camera, <laughs> like I don't know, winks. Winks don't really work in this day and age. It just comes off as sketchy. Like, do I trust a yeah. guy that winks at me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> I was like, is he wanting to be known as the the sexy <laughs> mayor or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so live. Starts this talk with Kong like just completely blowing any sort of um, the like all the the, the fact that she's were like oh yeah Finn's buddy just told me told us everything so just tell us exactly what
0: yeah that's the thing about this brain Clive's like we're gonna be subtle and she's like yeah they've already told us everything so you better tell us everything <laughs> yeah. <You> know, like, <laughs> there's she has, there's no nothing subtle about this brain
1: right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a weird scene. It was just kind of like ends with them standing there like, well, we <laughs> haven't gotten any, any further with this. Um, we go to Robbie and Liv watching, uh, a, a Rudy ball, a, a Rudy ball tag super cut. <laughs> <laughs> And it's first here we hear boo hoo, Rudy poo. Um, and that's when, uh, Liv has a vision of, uh, Rudy like crying and Asking why, why, why? So, Clive and Liv ask um, Finn's partners what that was all about, and they're not talking. But one of them brings back uh, a video that says that there were uh, that Rudy walked in on Finn sleeping with his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, he said uh, I told the guys that I had to go hurl up the purple drink we drank <laughs> last night, or something like that. Yeah. What's
1: yeah. Something about purple drink. I hear purple drink a lot. I've never drank the pur- purple drink. Is that just grape Kool Aid?
0: I have no idea. I
1: don't know. Um, but it's yeah. It's like oh, was was did he did he actually sleep with Stasha or did he pretend to to play a prank on Rudy? And then we get uh, Rudy in the interrogation room again, asking Clive to punch him in the nuts to prove a point that uh, you know he's in on the joke. I love that Liv just completely complies. She's like, "Sure," <laughs> just immediately <laughs> just throws a foot into his nuts. Um, and I gotta say, this is one of my favorite parts of the episode because Liv brings in this. Car- she says caramel vanilla cream coffee and places it in front of Rudy. And throughout the questioning, Liv is just kind of like eyeing the cup, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like it's something cream coffee, and you think what kind of what what did she put in this coffee? Did
0: she spit in it? Did she put something, uh, put a laxative in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And Just, I don't know, like, I could barely concentrate on Clive questioning Rudy because I'm just watching Liv just kind of look up at Rudy and just kind of urging him to take a drink, and then it turns out that he doesn't, he's not a fan of coffee, but Clive's like, like, he's smelling it, and he's like, oh, gosh. So Clive gets the coffee, and he just like takes like several drinks
0: and, <laughs> and she's like laughing out of The far side of her mouth Like, <laughs> like she's not laughing With the side of her mouth closest to Clive
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was on my second watch that I actually discovered What they were talking about in this interrogation That was Rudy Rudy is married to Stasha for five months now you got to remember it's five months um, And that Kong might be upset Well Rightfully so, because his son got crippled when he tried to do a stunt that um, he got from Finn. He he learned from Finn or whatever.
0: Oh, see, I missed all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Kong (laughs) might have a motive to murder. Um, So, yeah, when Rudy leaves, uh, Clive's like, why can't I let go of my coffee? (laughs) She says, super stick'em, bitch. Too bad, Clive's sad. And I thought this was like really like over the top and obnoxious, but then I realized that she's playing to the security camera that she's going to show <laughs> Robbie later. <laughs> and and he, Clive, like gets up with the coffee and just like suddenly spills the coffee all over his chest. Which I was like, mm, maybe that's a little bit too much. Like, why would Clive just pour coffee all over his chest? He knows that the tr- cup stuck to him.
0: Well, trying to, I, I mean, I, it made sense to me because he was like trying to he was like uh, in a panic sort of
1: yeah I don't know he just like, sat there for so long why why is he all of a sudden in a panic like if he dumped it, uh, he found a spider on it maybe
0: <laughs> is did did they say purple drank yeah purple drink is oh, prescription you, prescription <laughs> strength cough syrup oh well wow. with uh, made with uh, uh some kind some other uh, like mountain dew sprite jolly rancher
1: well next time I get sick, I'm gonna have some purple drink and make getting over a cold interesting
0: oh I, uh, I don't know I don't know if you can get codeine uh cough syrup anymore it was great back back in the day when you could
1: uh-huh. <laughs> uh so the next scene. Lives on a date. We'll get to talking about the date, but this is where Liv has the vision of Finn getting the suit and flame retardant spray, and uh, and the guy says, "Yeah, this is something. This is a new can from Rudy." So Clive and Liv visit Rudy and Stasha's house to take a look at Rudy's workshop, and we have Aunt Essie here answering the door, and she's like, "Oh yeah, go right ahead and take a look at that workshop because she has she doesn't suspect anything."
0: Yeah, I was like, "Why is there a, an an?" You know, middle-aged lady answering their door <laughs> What does this mean?
1: Why is still laying down? Why is Why she Why so is she tired? taking
0: a nap? Yeah
1: <laughs> um, I did want to give a shout out uh, As I do to any Smallville actor uh, The woman that plays Aunt Assey Played uh, is Catherine Barrell. She played Betty Fordman On Smallville she, There's a character on there called Whitney Fordman And uh, um, Yeah, she was like his mother Anyway, she was also in Trick or Treat Maybe people know more about trick-or-treat.
0: That's uh, a good maybe.
1: <laughs> inside, yeah, her character is just like mother. So I don't know, she's in there somewhere. Um, so inside uh, the workshop, Liv really wants to buzz Clive with this cattle prod and then ends up dumping a box of fake spiders on him, which makes him freak out. And then she joy- joyously <laughs> mimics him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I think that's what the that's the deal with Jackass, or this show is, uh, this this web series is the humiliation.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, you're humiliating somebody. That's yeah. the joy in it. And because I'm such a feeler, yeah. like I feel, I feel, I absorb other people's emotions. I don't want to watch somebody being humiliated. No. I don't want to watch somebody getting hurt because I feel it.
1: And in, and in Jackass, it was always like the one or two guys, like, especially there was like a fat guy in there. They always made run around in diapers and stuff like that. But I just, you know, I, I, I think I, I slowly got tired of it, but I think at first, you know, you just kind of hope that they're getting paid a lot of money for, to completely embarrass themselves. on Yeah. You that, you know? Um, so, uh, she then tests out the flame retardant spray on her bare arm <laughs> And yes, it is it is retardant. Um and that's when we um meet Stasha here, kicks them out and we meet the baby and the baby
0: Does not resemble very pale
1: uh <laughs> Rudy Pooh. Yeah. Looks a lot like Finn if Finn was made in CGI. <laughs> Because that is a doll that that lady's carrying, and if you if you look at the face, it looks like the face is like drawn on and animated because uh to make it look more alive, but it looks really weird
0: <laughs> I didn't focus so much on how the the doll looked I just focused on this is <laughs> this is awkward
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a surefire way to find out that that's not your baby at all. That's
0: yeah, you know. yeah. When you're blonde and
1: yeah, um, we also find out the baby is four days old, which uh, you know if they're that
0: coincides if, with the murder.
1: Yeah, and if they're together for five months, and of course they could probably check the date on the video they saw. Nine did, I away.
0: think? Yeah, didn't Clive say that the 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 the, the video. Was taken thirty nine weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it turns out that Rudy stormed out of the delivery room like right after that she had the baby. He stormed out, and she hadn't even seen him since. And uh, um, that Sasha lied to him that this was actually Finn's baby, and um, that's when Rudy breaks down. He's he's like, Rudy was evil. I did the world a favor, and I'm like. You're right. You're right, actually, Rudy. <laughs> I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't identify with a murderer. But boy, you got pushed to the edge, didn't you? Of course. Uh, maybe he should have gotten out of that whole thing. He was living in a pretty good house with Stasha, though. That was, mm-hmm. a, that was a nice little house. Um, and Clive actually calls him by his full name. He says, "Rudy Bachman, you're under arrest." And Rudy is so disturbed that he's like, "My name is Rudy Poo. I'm legally changing it." So.
0: Yeah, and it makes you wonder, like, what were your plans after there's no Finn? What is it? Fin... Invincible. Finn, invincible. Yeah. And you're gonna change your name to Rudy Pooh. What are your plans? <laughs> there is no more uh, stunted growth.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe he was hoping that uh, Taserface and the rest of them would keep doing <laughs> pranks or whatever. <laughs> Maybe so. he's made lots of money and whatever. I don't know. I mean, the the thing was called stunted growth and not finvincible. They can make a lot of money off of uh, you know memorializing finvincible. You know,
0: yeah, that's true. At some point, Liv, I think it's during in the interrogation room when she's talking to. I don't know if she's talking to Rudy. She says something about when they did this or they did that or they filled your Boston cream donut with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, and I like the I like when she was uh, talking about when the guy got a taser to his face that she's like, did they did they go? Uh, blah? blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> she was really funny on the brain. I was. She
0: was. Oh, she was yeah. so cute. Yeah, she's so cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's get into our second of three plots here. Let's talk about Fillmore Graves and Wham Bams and that whole plot line. So, this is right around the beginning of the episode. We have like we have Vivian. Carrie Gold, A.K. Fortison, Justin, Major, Clive, and Liv all watching that YouTube video, zombies in Seattle, and uh, only one, almost one thousand hits so far on this.
0: I know. I was like, hardly anybody's seen this video. (laughs) You don't have to be so,
1: you know, upset about it, right? And yeah, it really it looks like a well done horror movie. I mean, you know. Um so uh Carrie's trying to keep things rational, Fortison's ready to like just take it to take it to Harley and his crew and
0: uh, Yeah, did you see that like that look that Clive gave him like yeah? what do you mean? Yes. Are you going to uh does that mean that you're going to
1: kill citizens? Yeah. Or
0: something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I was uh I was a little Uh, I remember like a few weeks ago When we were discussing Clive Saying, well, we should go Talk to Fillmore Graves About this Wally case And get them involved in this I was worried that Clive was like Well, we're just going to Automatically align ourselves With these mercenaries And he was definitely upset about Wally and his family being Murdered Um. But so it was good to see that Clive isn't fully in on this yet. He's still mm-hmm. got that
0: he can objectively look at Fillmore Graves instead of looking at Fillmore Graves like
1: a like the police department. And it's interesting their 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 little team there. Like Vivian seems to still Vivian seems to trust Clive and Liv. Like she says, like oh Clive and Liv will figure this out the, the murder case or whatever. Um. So I, I like that. Um, and also her, um, discussion with major afterwards, I felt like that if we wanted, if Vivian was menacing at all, like she would have been a little bit more menacing in that discussion, but she was, she basically presented it like, Hey, you were actually doing incredible work in Kumar. Um, and like, like, what did you learn? And, uh, major says there's no such thing as, as, uh, abs of steel. <laughs> <laughs> and he got stabbed Um But like when she like shakes his hand And feels his pulse Like she majors outed but she's not like I don't know You You, you worried that maybe she's this like Evil genius or whatever That she'd like throw him in Some sort of zombie jail or something You know
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Or just straight up fire him But it seems that Like the way she talks to him Um she's like major tell me like she calls him by his name it's not i, I think she seems a, a lot more relatable than i was worried about her being i think she's i think she likes major you know i think and, and live in and clive and that's that's a good thing
0: or maybe it would be um if she was running it she's on the up and up but now with her brother-in-law coming in mm-hmm. maybe he's the one that we should Worry about
1: yeah. It's a it's it's an interesting contrast. You see him come in at the end, and he's you know he's not going to take any shit, (laughs) and uh, he's not he's not trusting. I'm sure.
0: Like I feel like if he had been the one that found out that Major was a human, he wouldn't have been so nice. He wouldn't have just like he shot Justin for stealing for taking the uh, Max Rager.
1: Yep, Uh, but. Skip it to the end, but I uh, know uh, uh, I'm sorry. No, it's
0: okay.
1: <laughs> I'll dock you uh, one podcast point. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Major goes out and says that tells Liv that he's been taken off active duty, and um, and I guess he did tell Vivian about the cure, and because he's like because he says that when Vivian gets back from Zombie Island, uh, she wants to talk to Ravi. And as they're talking about this The the helicopter is just taking off Has exploded
0: Who took down the helicopter? They say it was mechanical error
1: Mm Mm-hmm Um Well, I mean A couple of Well, they definitely Start pointing the finger Towards Harley in the next scene Uh
0: Uh-huh
1: But I'm along with Clive I I just don't see him As like this master saboteur. You know?
0: No Mm Mm-hmm
1: and, like, Ravi says that, like, they're not bragging about it online. So maybe they haven't quite figured out Fillmore Graves. So, let's see. Who are our suspects?
0: <laughs> Could it be the brother-in-law, Jason Doring's
1: character? Chase Graves? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, He arrives, and apparently he was in some some other foreign country. Oh, man, I should have... Taking a note on what that foreign country was.
0: Kashmir or someplace like that. Someplace exotic.
1: I just wonder if it was another West Wing country.
0: <laughs> no, I think it was like a Tripoli. It was oh, like yeah, a real yeah, place. Yeah, Tripoli,
1: yeah. That's, that's, that's a real place. Yeah. Um, and Major says that uh, he's taking over um, in that scene. And yeah, so, I mean, at first I wanted to throw out a. Uh, Suspect that is completely unlikely, but um, I was gonna say, what if Major did it? (laughs) But then again, he did come out, tell Liv, um, about everything, and I don't think he wants to be included that much (laughs) that he murdered like three people. Um, no, I
0: think he would have been better off if uh, if she if she would have come back, mm you know, he was waiting for her to come back
1: so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. The the other suspect would be Carrie Gold, who um, was more of the rational side of the discussion um, in the office. And maybe she was worried that uh, it was becoming too much of a military thing. But then again, she seems like she'd be smart enough to know that once you take Vivian out and AK Fortison, that uh, Chase Graves would be um, coming next. Maybe she has a plan to take him out. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm really, I'm really bog, boggled at who it might be. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, do you have any ideas?
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking, Chase Graves.
1: You think it's just Chase? He'd kill mm-hmm. his sister-in-law. That's his sister-in-law.
0: Is he a zombie?
1: Ah, huh, that's another thing. Is he a zombie? Boy, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think we've. Uh, <laughs> He seems to take the threat against zombies uh, pretty personally.
0: Yeah, because
1: uh, he talks about Discovery Day. Yeah. So, I'm a. i am I guess I just assumed that he was, but I guess it's also not verified yet. Um. All right. So, I love that they're they're having this whole discussion about uh, infiltrating Wham Bams because they're having sort of sort of big meetup, and it's like, well, they. Harley's met Clive Harley's met Liv Major is very famous Because he's been in the papers As the chaos killer Who could possibly uh, Go in infiltrate, And it, obviously it falls under Ravi And I'm like Yay! Ravi gets a plot! <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's You know Something different You know, you know We heard in spoilers That Ravi was going to get Some sort of plot Outside um, The morgue So I, I was like Oh this is it This is it and Liv offers to go with her Rose McIver disguise
0: <laughs> I love it
1: <laughs> So later, Robbie and Liv talk about Getting into character and putting on accents <laughs> <laughs> And uh, do you have any of the quotes Written down? Because <laughs> I have them
0: No, I didn't write them down
1: Liv says Mind the gap, you dumb squib! I cocked up that giddy kipper, and I'm all wobbles.
0: Okay, are those really British words? I
1: Since you're, uh, your my mother? mother's my mother's British. Uh, I yeah, I know. Mind the gap. I've heard mind the gap. I mean, I've heard most of these, but I'm sure d- all that stuff together doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, I only speak one language, and I wear a white socks. USA, USA. Uh, so um, let's get into Lib's date with Justin. What did you think?
0: Um, I think it was very interesting that they went ahead and brought up her other dates.
1: Yeah, weird, huh? Hey, yeah, let's sell this couple. They're falling for each other. Remember the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, liar and hypochondriac brain and then nympho and gay brain. Those were live and Drake and live in- Lol. <laughs> uh, so they share a brain and then they she get Justin gets the Supermax and they're crushing cans. <laughs> Liv crushes one against her head. And then they have these lawn darts, which is interesting because uh, I mean, normal human strength, you throw a lawn dart in the sky, it does not take that long to come back. But I'm assuming but a zombie with the uh, max rager strength. They're, like they're throwing, throwing them
0: very high in the sky. And they can throw them and they can. They have a lot of time to do something before yeah. it falls back down. Yeah.
1: So I'm glad they got cast iron um, <laughs> skillets to uh, protect their head. Justin nearly loses a testicle. <laughs> like he nearly gets a ball tag himself in this episode, <laughs> but then he gets uh, one in the chest. And I love when Liv pulls it out. He says, "Oh, Kelly Clarkson."
0: Oh, why did he say that? Uh,
1: that's a that's a forty year old virgin uh quote. Remember when Steve uh-huh. Carell is getting his uh, chest waxed, and he screams, "Ah, Kelly Clarkson." <laughs> You have to look it up, I guess Okay Yeah Um So yeah, Liv leans in They have a nice kiss And uh Yeah So this is happening Very jarring I'm sorry But it's been like Two or three episodes Since Spanking the zombie And All that emotional stuff That happened at the end So Weird To get into this So quickly But I like Justin So I guess it's cool. <laughs> um, so the, the rest of this plot is we have the Irish wake and,
0: uh, oh, 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 so that was a wake for Vivian and AK Forteson.
1: Yes. The okay. pilot doesn't get a wake, but their pictures were there. <laughs> I just noticed on the news that they had three pictures, Vivian and AK Forteson and a pilot. And, uh, at the wake that... Anyway, whatever. So Justin's serving drinks and playing Irish tunes in his DJ board and that's when Chase comes in and he tells him he's gotten soft and lazy and why aren't they protecting the zombies that were in the Max Rager basement and according to them, Carrie Gold gave them the night off. Which might be a clue. Hmm.
0: Oh! Yeah,
1: or could just show that Chase runs things differently. I thought it was weird that I think I think Chase is definitely in the right. Like, hey, if we're protecting people, we can't just take a night off from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chase pretty much just says she's in she's in charge of like getting the toner for the cop here. Said he's in charge of protect, protecting zombies, and yeah, Justin gets shot, and uh, quite an introduction to Jason Doring. I'm Whew. so glad to see him. Me too. I was going to get really excited about him being on the episode, but I had a feeling that, you know, he was going to show up like at the end or something. Uh, so looking forward to more from him. Um, and the only thing left in this plot is um, Ravi and Rose McIver go uh, hand in hand into uh, wham-bams to infiltrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just Rose McIver. I don't <laughs>
0: Uh, It's so funny to see her like that She's so pretty She is Yeah, what uh, Oh, when uh, Harley sees her He he says, I know you And she says, oh, I get that a lot Don't I get that a lot, honey? (laughs) Because uh, she says, I I look like that girl on that television show With the stupid name
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is great Because it's like like a joke on i Zombie, but also it's a joke from the comics because that's what they said about the name iZombie at the end of the, the run of iZombie that it was like a dumb name. Like um it was a name used oh, I forget what it was used for, but um iZombie. I like that they said uh like their kids their kids are sick or the babysitter was sick and uh Liv had to get back home and the kids' names were Anjanaya and Jahavi, Jahanvi.
0: Jahanvi, oh. <laughs> like
1: they're both Indian names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, it was interesting. I wonder if this is actually going to happen. But Liv uh, had this idea that I, i i definitely thought it was a stupid idea for Liv to try to. Get in there um, Yeah because it,
0: it would be It's kind of like a Major trying to get into The Scratching
1: post Right Right um, But she had this idea That she could get her Adrenaline up Enough To pass
0: Which I, Yeah I guess that's the brain That she's on That's kind of uh, Yeah uh, Not really Thinking things through And kind of impulsive
1: Right, yeah, because she thinks that it's such Like a hilarious thing that a zombie Trying to get into a anti-zombie
0: Yeah, it's the ultimate prank Yes A zombie infiltrating uh, Yeah, a zombie anti-zombie
1: so, uh, group. So Rose says goodbye <laughs> And uh, Ravi sits down for the test And that's where that ends there So looking forward to some undercover Ravi Coming up <laughs> So uh, nothing else happened in this episode, right? We can wrap it up here
0: <laughs> no, something happened that a lot of people are happy about. Evil Blaine. The return of Evil Blaine. Every a lot of a lot of ladies are like, "Oh, oh, Evil Blaine is hot. We missed him." <laughs> um,
1: it's funny too because I'm watching as this episode starts. It's Blaine waking up uh, the reporter Jeremy Chu and I all of a sudden had a flashback to our last podcast and you're like that reporter you know that reporter and i was like thinking of a reporter from season one and and i actually wrote that in my notes i was like oh that reporter (laughs) (laughs) but um he's got two requests where where he gets his brains and something else and we find out that it's uh turning him into a zombie because we had this really cool cut of uh we're in this alleyway And Donnie and Tanner are bringing this giant Crate of brains in And it shows Blaine like peeking out And he's just, his hair is completely white His and skin you is can pale s- You see the scratch on his neck Yeah uh-huh. Uh huh. Inside Donnie talks about how much he loves Having a zombie cheers bar <laughs> And, <laughs> uh, and uh, Points out the Fillmore Grave soldiers to Angus And Angus has got this huge idea which Donnie thinks is a vision And, uh, Angus says the future is brains And Donnie, So I
0: wonder what his, you know Will we find out what his vision was What was what was he thinking?
1: I'm assuming we will Um, because, uh, Blaine Finds, like, this Plan on his desk, basically So I'm thinking he's gonna use it Um yeah, Angus is just asking oh. for it Here, he tells Donnie Donnie's like scoffing at his power trip And Angus is like, there are great men And then there are people like you that serve Great men So One thing I really like about Evil Blaine Is that Evil Blaine listens to good music Evil Blaine's listening
0: to the single soundtrack Yeah, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> Screaming Trees Nearly Lost You Playing Um and it uh, uh, turns out that uh, Rob Thomas went to grade school with the lead singer, Mark Lanigan. That's what was we'll said on Twitter. That's oh. interesting. Um, so he's getting a tub of uh, duct tape, zip ties, ammo. Like, I think it's like, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know he murdered a bunch of runaways, but man, I am rooting for him to get some revenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, because... He could sit there when he was in love with Peyton and he had Peyton. Mm -hmm. He could sit there and take crap from his dad and ignore it. Mm -hmm. But now that he doesn't have Peyton, he's willing to just throw everything out and go after his dad.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his dad's got something that, you know, his dad pretty much took away his brain business. So he's got to get it back and. I don't think he has any idea how big it's actually gotten just yet. <laughs> I like how this painter comes down the stairs and, uh, we don't know what the painter is really working on, but, uh, Blaine nearly shoots him. And
0: he has like a gun hidden.
1: Yeah. I was wondering if it was like a spring loaded thing or he's got like a quick draw cause he really comes up with that gun quick. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of, uh, another time when he pulled the gun out really quick. When was that? <laughs> I don't want to start crying, so I won't talk about it. Um, so, yeah, the, um, Blaine warns me, hey, careful, you nearly got another stain on those overalls. And the painter's like, I think I did. <laughs> Blaine kind of gestures to where the bathroom is. Um, all right, so Blaine uh, – oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Donnie walks in on a big meeting Angus is having with all these investors – and uh, Angus shoes him out and says the men are talking. Um, and then later Donnie and Tanner bring this big crate in, and plop it down in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and I love their banter. They're like, "Oh, Tupac was a zombie." He's releasing albums. It's that that old joke. But I like that they they're like certain that Christina Ricci is a zombie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because this is the second time we've saw with – or maybe this is the same crate that they've been trying to pull in. But the uh, the, the the muscle guy
1: mm-hmm. Dino
0: didn't – Dino didn't help them bring it in. Yep. Like they're being totally disrespected.
1: And Donnie gets a call from Blaine and Blaine's just like, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for my dear old dad. And Donnie like hangs up on him. And tells he's like go ghost <laughs> <laughs> and Dino says, "Hey, I shot Blaine in the gut and the mouth just like you wanted me to mm. and you know, I was hoping to get more of an explanation from Dino or a scene with Blaine Dino helping Blaine or something after this, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you just gotta just kind of think, well maybe he just I guess we're not going to get... Maybe, maybe Dino's going to happily work for Blaine after this. I don't know. Right. Um, Angus, like, straight up says, bring me his head. Like mm. his son, you know? Yeah,
0: that, that's cold.
1: Crazy. So, in the next scene, um, later on, um, it's just Angus and a couple of his hired goons. And he has one of them open the big crate. And the guy's like, did someone order cement? And Angus screams, wait! (laughs) And Blaine just like immediately shoots him. And then the other guy shoots him in the back of the neck. And he wheels around and shoots that guy in the head. Angus tries to flee and Blaine shoots a hand. So why
0: did the mention of cement make Angus think of Blaine? Yeah, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I think it was just weird enough that...
0: He knew something was
1: up He knew something, something was up right. Yeah, somebody is hiding in there And it's funny, you think about it, you're like Oh, Blaine, Blaine totally called Donnie from inside that crate <laughs> 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 And just sat in there and waited it out um, And yeah, Angus gets a couple of sh- A shot in each hand Like a stigmata of some sort mm-hmm. And Angus is like Hey, you know, you can make millions of dollars of me We'll be the McDonough and son And and Blaine's just like, nope, step into my tub. And we cut to Angus's feet in solid concrete, hanging over a well. And this is a well that's on the family estate, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's the well that Blaine would make a penny wish every time his dad, like, uh, heard him uh, growing up. He made a penny every time that he wished his dad would die. And uh, Angus just goes into, like, poor you. You were miserable because I beat you. I beat you because you were miserable. I offered you millions, but poor baby had his feelings hurt. You're weak and you're a waste of my sperm. Ouch. Mm. Blaine admits that kind of stings and then drops him in the well and says there's a dollar forty in pennies you try to buy your way out. So that's like a, a funny line, but also like is a dollar forty in pennies. So Blaine remembers a hundred and forty times he's gone to that well after being hurt by his dad and dropped uh-huh. the penny in. Crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if we're going to see Angus ever again, or just like a, like a cut to de- looking down in the well and seeing him in there as a Romero. Cause he's just like doomed him to eternal life at the bottom of this well.
0: Yeah. I figure it's kind of like how he, he was frozen last season. Like it's, yeah. it's a way to keep him in, to keep the character in the story, but the actor only had uh, so many episodes you know, per season.
1: <laughs> so you think he might appear in a couple episodes because he's in there yeah. too long. He's going to turn into a Romero and there's no coming back from that.
0: Yeah. Like maybe we'll see him next season.
1: But next season he'll be a Romero. we we'll see too much yeah. time without brains.
0: Maybe so. But um, yeah, he's coming back. Maybe the finale or hmm. something.
1: Yeah. Five more episodes till the finale. By the way, oh. Five more episodes left in the season. Uh, the final scene is Donnie and uh, finds Blaine in the office. He's wearing Angus's fedora. "Cry Baby" by uh, J- Janis Joplin is <laughs> flaring and, uh, and I love. It. He says Angus is alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, that's where you see he's got his father's business plan in his hands, and he says, he's about, we're about to make a lot of money. You handle the bar. I'll handle the ba- brain business. And Donnie says, you had to be at money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad they're back together
0: again. <laughs> yeah, because Donnie, like, he was – he took a lot of crap from uh, – from angus like he helped Ang- he put so much into that business the scratching post mm-hmm. that he, and then he to get treated like a flunky that was uh you know just so beneath him and so now with mm-hmm. with uh, blaine he's more of a equal not an equal but <laughs> he's got more of at a least say a I minion a yeah. he's a minion not a flunky <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's does did Blaine treat him? Did Angus treat him any worse than Blaine did? Uh, I'm assuming he did. He did. Yeah. Um, and of course, this kind of echoes our case of the week because Rudy only could take so much before he snapped. Um, mm. The difference here is that Donnie actually wasn't the one that uh, took Angus out; it was Blaine. So that's it for the episode. We talked a while about it. We should try probably get into some feedback. Okay. What do we got first? What do you want to read?
0: freaks I'm gonna read Ephrexes. Go for it. Eda Knievel. Hey guys. So all that happened, eh? I'll try to keep things short. <laughs> it might be moving a bit too fast for my taste, but the Live Just a relationship is pretty damn cute and <laughs> the lawn dart scene was a lot of fun. yeah. That was some that was a cool date for them to go on instead of just eating food in her apartment or yeah Yeah. it was something interesting it was it was interesting Uh, I wonder if Vivian's helicopter explosion was a callback to a similar event in Veronica Mars where a plane supposedly carrying Keith Mars was blown up hard to believe that this is really the last we've seen of her
1: yeah I I don't think we've expressed this enough when we talked about it she's totally not dead right (laughs) She's not dead oh, They can't I kill that character that. off
0: I didn't think about that Like I just assumed they're dead She that, that her not. and AK Ford are dead
1: I just thought there was so much put into that character That It she, would
0: be a waste to get rid of her now
1: Yeah but you know She's now got secrets about Major She's the one that knows that Major's a zombie She knows about Ravi and the cure And now that she's dead um, You know Nobody else knows So I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Maybe they found out that they could get Jason Doring for the last half of the season, so that they brought in they did Andrea Savage for half a season, then got rid of that character and is now replacing her with Jason Doring. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's what I figured happened.
0: Uh, okay, so continuing with Efrix's email, looks like Blaine and Angus both need some serious managerial skills training. Rule number one: treat your employees like dirt, and they'll turn on you as soon as possible. Seriously, just a couple of Peter Drucker books, and both of these guys could have avoided this whole uh, avoided a whole lot of messy trouble. Not mm-hmm. sure that Chase Graves' style is much better. I haven't read too many books on managing zombie zombie mercenaries, but I can't imagine that shooting them to get their attention is an effective communication technique.
1: I don't know who Peter <laughs> Drucker is, but uh, apparently he's, he writes about management. So
0: <laughs> Wonder if we'll see Angus turn into a Romero down in that well, or if he has an, another escape in him. Mm. Blaine with his dad's business plan plus access to blue juice seems like a recipe for things to get really weird and ugly real fast. Mm. Really fast. I was expecting the coffee prank to be a lot worse than just glue on the mug handle. Mm-hmm. think Clive got off easy there. Yeah. Yep. See the Boston cream donut
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> example.
0: <laughs> Do people actually sing Finnegan's Wake at Wake's? My favorite version of the song is uh, by an organ based band called Darby O'Gill, whose audience members shout out Rocky Horror-type callback lines in between verses. Can't imagine doing that at a funeral, but I guess different strokes for different folks. I'm thinking of starting a Kickstarter for a video series featuring nothing but Rose McIver putting on a British accent <laughs> and saying silly words will make a bloody fortune. I mean, everything she does is cute
1: Yeah Everything I want to see her do unboxing videos myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) Finally to the writer Stop trying to turn me into ravioli shipper Liv's lingering look back at Ravi Was just devastating
1: (laughs) All the best, Ephrax Hey, and they learned how to hold hands in this episode Good for them (laughs) What do you mean, learned how? Well, remember the episode where they had to pretend to hold hands um, Walking in the park And they And Johnny Frost was the decoy Like he couldn't hold her hand correctly
0: Oh yeah (laughs) Oh that's when Clive was dressed In the Shakey's Pizza
1: outfit Yeah (laughs) Alright this next one's from Tim He's promising that he's It's more concise this time So let's see the typeface is smaller So maybe uh, that (laughs) means uh, it's, It's supposed to look smaller it's kind of like when I was a kid and I pushed a vegetable to the edge of the plate and be like, look, I eat all these vegetables here. <laughs> anyway, here's Tim's email. Before I get into the episode, I just needed to say that you guys cracked me up last week. Steph seemed so amused as Robin read my Blaine thesis. And when Robin asked if she forgave for forgave Blaine for all he's done, her simple, yeah, had me cracking up on the bus. I got weird looks. Even though he killed teenage runaways? Yeah. All right, screw you, Teenage Runaways. (laughs) Hey, those are Robin and Seth quotes. Imagine that. Um, (laughs) Even I can't deny Blaine has a long way to go before he gets forgiveness. He may even have to die for it. That said, you can't deny that in this episode, at least, you're rooting for him. Yeah. I actually didn't feel like a terrible person and or naive for rooting for him in this episode up until he wanted to continue Angus's plans, at least. I love villains. You know I love Blaine, despite all his many... Um, life ruiner, ender, flaws. Guess he won't be becoming a Spike esque anti hero anytime soon after that, after all, but hey, at least uh, he only killed people who deserved it in this episode. He may ruin more lives by turning people into zombies, but progress? No. No, damn it, Blame. Two steps forward, three steps back. And uh, I'll add to that uh, we get together because opposites attract. Um... <laughs> Let's see, what else is yet to say? Vivian, yeah, she ain't really dead. Though I'm wondering, we know she wanted to kill whoever turned her husband. We're supposed to assume that it was Blaine. How does she not know who he is, though? Where to find him in order to get revenge on her husband? If she would briefed all the zombies from Max Rager, you think someone like D.A. Barakas would tell her how he became a zombie. You might think she'd ask where they got their brains, a Blaine finding the scratching post in this episode Yeah, yeah, that's true D.A. Brackis would Have that information Angus, I guess he'll be left In that well to become a Romero I guess we're done with him unless they reveal Someone pulls him out of that well Maybe Donnie, Dino I have to rewatch to see if Dino was killed It all happened so fast No, Dino wasn't killed Perhaps even Chase Graves. It seemed like Angus was interested in partnering with Fillmore Graves before he met his end. I wonder if Chase cares enough about his brother that he would share Vivian's hostility towards Blaine if Blaine took the same plan. Who knows? Maybe the Graves family is just as dysfunctional as the McDonough's. I have to wonder why the zombie teacher is always at the meetings with Vivian and Major's superior officer. (laughs) I just assume she's a part of the administration. (laughs) That also got me thinking about the zombie children. Uh, who turns them? We know Wally's uncle worked for Fillmore Graves, but why would he turn his sister and nephew? I'd assume accidentally. Um, is Vivian trying to increase the zombie population, indoctrin- indoctrinate them at such a young age? It seems kind of sick to condemn a child to that fate. If not for the brain go imagine how they would mess with someone's development. What if the child ended up... Developing behavioral ticks of a schizophrenic because they've spent their development years having their um, identity and their self shaped by voices that aren't theirs. Are You gonna say something? Uh,
0: yeah, I was thinking that the that the Fillmore Graves people feel like they are superior, like they're mm-hmm. like they're an evolution of the human
1: race. Yeah, I've been waiting for that other shoe to drop Like, everybody needs to be zombies, you know (laughs) Not like uh, we're somebody that We're dealing with something that we're stuck with Yeah, like like we're superior Um, How would a developing brain handle, handle the mental capacities of an adult? There's no way that psychological child development Wouldn't be impacted by this with Liv, even though they do adapt the personalities of the brains, you can still see her own character come through in, like, when she returned the stuff she stole while kleptomaniac, or how she didn't kill Blaine while in <laughs> Sniper Brain. It makes me wonder, though, Angus in the past um, tried to get Blaine to emotionally devastate his by dev- by killing his son. How sick would it be if someone turned someone's child in order to blackmail, extort them? Imagine some spiteful man like Vivian's husband and maybe someone who would rather die than live as a zombie or succumb to blackmail. So you turn their kid instead. Imagine, think Remus Lupin's backstory in Harry Potter, how he became a werewolf. Final word on the subject. Imagine this, a full-on zombie temper tantrum. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, seriously. That's it for this week, guys, Tim. And he says, I hope Steph had a good birthday. Did you?
0: Uh, it was okay. I had to work. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. but you know, I went to New York, so yeah that that was my that was sort of my birthday present.
1: Mm-hmm. And do we have any Facebook feedback? I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I, I accidentally unmuted before I sipped my coffee.
1: I'm leaving that in. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. Facebook. Um, Viv says that she's uh, at the whim of uh, streaming services in Australia to watch *A Zombie*. Um, <laughs> Jeff agrees. This was a that was a piss poor fake ba- fake baby. <laughs> 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 and uh, Marissa actually left feedback. Um, she says, and just like that, Blaine is back. Bigger and better than ever. Apparently, all he needs to succeed is to lose everything before he gets to drive the claws way back to the top and be a zombie. So, apparently, the zombie cure doesn't prevent reinfection. Donnie is along for the ride with Blaine. Every good, because every good overlord needs at least one minion. Donnie kind of looks like a minion. Um, (laughs) That's just my note Um, And Angus will apparently die slowly of starvation Stuck down in that well I dislike the brain brain of the week just as much as I thought I would But at least it was somewhat Helpful via a pair of visions And I love the idea of the zombie date With them on the same brain If not the actual execution Not everything in the episode was rosy With Major being found out as a human But I'm glad they didn't drag that out too much and just as we were getting used to Vivian She's killed along with two others I've been hoping The chopper was still incoming And she wasn't on board But no such luck Jason Doring's character Seems to be a lot less forgiving than Vivian And now onward to the back half of the season Yeah, so Some definite questions Is, is, uh, is Are we gonna see Angus return? Is Vivian dead? Um, some good, good questions And, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh this is, this is me talking. By the way, I'm really looking forward to seeing like uh, what uh, Blaine and Donnie are going to do next. So that's it for our feedback. And we do did apologize. you see Marissa's?
0: Oh, Marissa's other feedback. She P.S. That. Hopefully the close call at the gun range will convince Liv that she can't just put on some makeup and a wig to disguise herself from people she's already met. It didn't work at Max it didn't work at Max Ranger and it Max Ranger and it nearly got her caught here as well. Yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah. Uh Rita straight up recognized her across like a large hallway. <laughs> uh yeah. So, okay, that's it for our feedback. And I apologize to anybody, uh, uh, apologies to anybody who wanted to submit feedback. We didn't get to you because we recorded early. So, uh, appreciate you listening. Um, I think that's it for this week. We do have to go to our spoiler section, though. So, Steph, uh, you want to say anything before we go to the spoilers? (laughs)
0: New. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, no? this was a uh, this episode. while they're all good. Every yeah. episode's good, but yeah, this guy—he was such an asshole. It made it hard to watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Yeah, and he was all up in our face in that video camera. I'm, I don't like people yeah. up in my face, especially on my big TV screen. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I like the episode. Hopefully, we'll get—I'll get to talk to the writer this weekend. We'll see. And, uh, Very cool. Uh, yeah, if not, we'll see you guys uh, next week for uh, the episode 20 Sided, Comma, Die. Can't <laughs> wait. Here's the trailer You come to a tavern. What do you do? I think this might really be happening. What the hell am I looking at? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. Knife falls. A fireball comes hurtling down at you.
0: Throw something. I throw the dwarf up to the chandelier. Say what? Silence. Show. Sure. What say you, Fellowship of the Dorks?
1: I Zombie. All new this Tuesday at nine eight Central on the CW. And we're back from the trailer. Uh This is going to be so much fun. Let me just straight up read the read the description. I'll I'll straight up read the description. I'm not <laughs> tripping over my ho- own words already. Um. It says, Liv is the dungeon master. When a dungeon master is killed, Liv and Clive discover he was up to more than just playing in his mother's basement. Meanwhile, Blaine's experiment does not go as planned. Lastly, Ravi stumbles across some new information that could prove deadly. So uh, this one's going to be written by Kit Boss. And we'll be on Tuesday, May 30th. So, uh, holy cow, this is the episode we've been looking forward to all season long because it's the one episode the cast would constantly say in interviews. It's like their favorite episode ever. And I really don't have any spoilers for it. All I can say is that, I I mean, I have a quote here from Malcolm saying that uh, he and Allie had some sort of scene that it was the hardest to keep a straight face during and... If they did a gag reel they could do it just for this episode So That's really it I'm really looking forward to it What about you
0: I oh, can't wait Yeah the uh, the promo looked really
1: funny It really did Oi I think it would be time to tootle, pip God darn it I think you do don't sound like a foreigner Cor blame me you blighter I says we wrap it up and Bob's your uncle Well, butter my biscuit and call me Jezebel. We'll catch y'all later. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph.
0: Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for Podcast, all one word.
0: All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com.
1: You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith.
0: You can follow Robin as well at ElRobinYero.
1: Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombiePodcast. I zombie love.
0: Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes.
1: You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes.
0: While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans.
1: And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph.
0: And we're done You think anyone is still listening?
1: Probably not.
0: Zombies!